Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. I am here today with Assistant Director Eric Perriman over operations and Coordinator of School Health, Miss Lori Stanton. Hey, thanks for coming, y'all. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes. Well, let's, um, Lori, if you can hold on a minute, let's go ahead and um, um, have Eric talk to us a little bit. Last time you were on the show, Eric, we talked a little bit about school bus safety and everything that goes with that because we were just starting school up. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about more about school buses um, and currently what's going on and some of the needs we have with school buses in the district. Okay. Well, Jack, first, thank you for having us. I hope you're having a good day. Um, as we've started school, uh, I know we were on the week before we started school, and one of the things we did talk about was uh, bus drivers, and I think I, I, I made a point at that time of asking everyone to please uh, respect the bus and the children and the stop sign. I think that was the bulk of our conversation yes, at was. that point. So interestingly enough, as we've started this unusual school year, uh, and I think all three of us could admit this has been a, a unique start to, to a school year. We uh, we have seen some some difficulties uh, in transportation, and we have seen probably some of our employees rise to their to their best level of performance over the last two or three weeks. So, one of the things that I mentioned yesterday in our principals meeting was we have run. On some days, whether it be the morning, the afternoon, or the entire day, as many as 29 people short in the bus garage. Wow, uh, that's takes, a lot of people short, Eric. It is. It is. It takes, and folks, I don't know if they understand this, we run 130 buses daily, drive about 11,000 miles a day. Uh, we haul, and I say I hate to say haul children, but we, we transport about 11,000 over 11,000 children a day on a, in a, on a normal year. Now, we obviously are not on a normal year with so many of our learners being remote learners this year. However, um, they don't all live on the same street. So not all the remote learners are, are learners are grouped in one little spot. So we're still driving that 11,000 miles uh, a day just to pick up fewer students. But one of the things that folks really don't understand, that 130 buses requires about 100 and 90 people a day to operate them because so many of our buses have a have a rider. Uh, we have sub drivers, we have office staff and mechanics and all kinds of folks that it takes. So in total, we've run some runs about 29 short at different times. That offers um, and presents some unique challenges. We've had to combine bus routes this year. We've had to, uh, on the front end, especially with our special needs population, we've had to combine routes. We've had to do that on big buses. There have been days that we've had schools have to send messages home the night before or during the day saying, uh, you know, this bus is bringing your child today rather than their normal bus and they're going to be late or the bus is going to come early. And that's really been a an on-the-go kind of a change from morning to afternoon. Sometimes it's a change. We've enlisted everyone who could possibly drive a bus to drive a bus. About 11 or 12 days at the start of school this year, I have driven a bus both morning and afternoon. And that's just to get us through and to make sure that we're doing what we can to serve uh, the students and the population that we, you know, we, we need to get out and interact with. So we have seen an interesting start to the school year. And I will, uh, I will praise uh, Mr. Garth Pinkston and the ladies at the bus garage. There are, there are four or five ladies that work in the office all the time, and, and they have done a, an amazing job of, of really knowing the county and knowing the, the routes and knowing where the kids were and getting people to and from school as efficiently as we can uh, in those hard situations. So we, uh, we've had an interesting start to school. I can I can attest to that. I've <clears throat> excuse me. You have been like not in the office in the mornings. Are you still driving bus right now? I have not driven a bus uh, this week. No, I've not. Okay, well, you got a little little time off there. But you have been up early, out doing your routes, driving buses. Um, then you disappear in the afternoon because you're out picking up children from schools and bringing them home. 
a big responsibility. How many buses again did you say we have for Murray County Public Schools? Well, we, we have a hundred. Our fleet is 150, but we run 130 daily. That is a lot of buses on the road and 11,000 miles a day. Yeah, that's basically, you know, if you think about it, to the Pacific Ocean and back three times every day. That's about ah, how we ride. So. Small, small amount. Wow. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little ways. So, and, and you know, the interesting thing with buses is, Jack, some of them run one route, um, especially in our rural parts of the county. Um, the three unit schools, obviously, the Mount Pleasant zone operates much as a unit, a unit school zone where all the students ride the bus together. And then we do have some middle school and some high school buses that just run one route. But a lot of our town buses. Uh, our Columbia buses all, and, and, and many of our Spring Hill buses run two to three uh, different runs during their route. They'll go to a high school, drop those kids off to go back to an elementary. We have some buses here in Columbia that actually go to the high school, drop kids off, go back to the middle school, drop kids off, and then go back to an elementary school and drop kids off. So it's a, it's a, it's a different world. It's, it's a lot of going on and a lot of running around. I don't think people realize the magnitude of what it takes to run a county um, bus system for public schools. That is a huge undertaking every day. Eric, we are currently in need still of school bus drivers, which is a pretty decent um, gig. You only work in the morning and the afternoon on, an, on a regular basis, and you get decent pay and benefits. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so we are, one, always looking for drivers, but this year uh, the challenge has been uh, unique. As I told you, we've had a lot of folks out. And, and this is one challenge that we see a lot of our um, driving staff are, are folks who have already completed a career elsewhere, and they come to us as a second career. Um, that's not all of them, but that's a, a good portion of them. So so we see some challenges sometimes keeping folks for a long-term uh, period of time. So um, the bus gig is actually, it really is a good gig. Um, you, you work uh, school days, obviously. Um, which is 175 uh, total days, 176, depending on how they calendar the year. Uh, you have four days of in-service and of training. So physically you work 180 days, but you're on a 200-day contract because you do earn a sick day and a vacation day every month. Um, the way so the Even part-time, let me understand this. <clears throat> even as a part-time setup employee, you still earn vacation time. Well, well let, let me clarify that, okay? These folks at the bus garage work four hours a day. So they okay. work 20 hours a week. However, they are deemed full-time employees. Okay. okay. Um, most of the time you got to work 30 hours a week to be a full-time employee. But with bus drivers, they work uh, a 20-hour week. Now, some of them work over and do extra duties and things like that. But the standard is a 20-hour week, and you are deemed a full-time employee. So you work two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. You have a window of time, and they work different hours depending on what time their school starts, how many runs they have, what part of the county they're in. But but generally, somewhere between uh, the 6 o'clock in the morning to an 8.30 window is when most of them work. Um, they work a two-hour window within that time. And in the afternoon, somewhere between 2.15 to probably around 5.00 is when we finish up with most folks, but they are considered full-time. They work four hours a day. Uh, with that, they, they are on a 200-day contract. So as I was saying, they work physically 180 days, but they earn a, a vacation day and a sick day every month if they're a full-time employee. And with bus drivers, at the end of the year, whatever vacation and sick days you did not take, you get paid out for in June. So you technically could, if you came to work every day, get paid for 200 days when you work 180. Obviously, if you take time off uh, during the year, then that, that number goes down. Um, bus drivers also, because they are full-time employees, they receive a full benefits package, just like uh, um, just like everyone else. The same package that a teacher gets, the same package that uh, that you and I, or, or we get as administrators, it's the same thing for them. Health insurance, um, Obviously. Let me let me say something about that. That is huge. Yeah. Benefits in today's world are a big, big um, plus when you're looking for a job to be able to have health care. Yeah, and you know one thing too, and a lot of folks now will say, well, we've got insurance. And, and one thing that, that we are blessed with because, you know, working for the school system, we are considered government employees. 
they have good insurance. And, and that's a big thing for a lot of folks is they don't understand uh, it's at a good rate. Uh, if it's just you, it's at a great rate. If it's a family, yeah, if, it's, it's, if it's just you, from what I recall seeing recently from HR, if it's just you, it's free. It's free. Yes, it is. Wow. And you and you get you get choices as to what you want to cover. So if it's just you, it's a great gig. Uh, if it if you have a family that you wish to um, insure, obviously there's a sliding scale, but it's still a really good cost. Uh, so you get that benefit. You also you can you can work if you put in your time to become vested. You're working towards a Tennessee Consolidated Retirement System. A lot of our folks come and do that. You know, they've completed a career. They come and they drive for you know, 10 years. And, and when they leave with us, they have a, they have a second retirement that comes. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. So they've got a, they've got a good benefits package. Um, the hours are good. And I will say this, and, and that I spent five years at transportation and, and before that I'd been in a building and uh, a school building. And then when I got over there, it's a different world, but I will say this, the folks that work at transportation really are uh, some of the backbone of what we do they are kind of unseen and unheard and they, that's kind of how they wish to be but they step up and they work hard for our kids and they take care of our kids and they have a good time so many people would come to me and say i could never drive a school bus man i would just i would do this or i would do that i couldn't take those kids and so many times i would see them start to drive a bus and you know two three weeks in a month in or at the end of the year they would go you know this is really neat this isn't what what people think it is. Um, you, of course, you can get a route sometimes that, that's challenging. Uh, we all know that we are dealing with children, so you know how that goes. But for the most part, it's really good. I will say, the 12 days that I've driven, I drove a bus 112 out of Spring Hill High School with about 40 to 50 kids a day on it, and um, I haven't corrected a child yet. But they've been great. They've been uh, respectful. They are appreciative, uh, and it, and it's been fun. Um, I've been away for, from kids for about almost seven years now uh, and it's nice to just be around them so it, it's a good gig and, and I would uh, encourage anyone who's looking for work that's part-time work uh, that may be seasonal when your kids are in school or something like that uh, to go to the website and, and check into being a bus driver here's the great thing about it you don't have to have ever driven a bus before you don't have to. Have well, how does that work? Uh, you have to have a CDL license, do you? You do have to have a CDL license, but but okay. Jack, at the time that I was there, probably ninety-five percent of the folks that I hired uh, did not, and and they had not even ever driven a, a vehicle that large in many cases. So you come in and and, and you interview, and we set forth the course on how you're going to become licensed. There are some written tests involved, and there's a driving test. They help with everything out there. We've got a full-time trainer. That's her job is to make sure that people are ready to drive, that they're safe when they're driving. And then uh, you take the test out at the uh, at the DOT. You take the written test out there. But then the driving test, we actually do. Uh, and we've got two uh, testers, Miss Lynn Spears and Mr. Josh Heinerman work for us. And, and they actually do your tests for you, uh, your physical driving tests and your basic skills tests. And then we get you driving. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of a process, but you do get to to start work um, before you are fully driving. There's a kind of a little bit of an agreement there, uh, and we use you to uh, to help su uh, monitor and to help sub drivers and try to give folks the experience of being on the bus before they're actually driving the bus. Most of our folks, by the time they drive a bus for the first time. They have about 40 hours, 40 to 50 hours of actual practice driving, and they've probably been on a school bus with children probably another 40 to 80 hours, having seen how, how the routes run and how buses actually work. Wow. <clears throat> this is very cool. So we not only have a great job that includes benefits, it even includes the training. It does. It does. And, and you know, here's the thing. Uh, I would love to say the pay was more than it is. Uh, it is, it's competitive. It's good pay. Um, obviously everyone who does hard work for our district knows that, that, that government pay sometimes is not what folks think it is. But, uh, when you look at what they make a day, their benefits package, and, uh, and I will say you have to have a, a physical, we pay for the physical, uh, lots of stuff like that, that are benefits. And, uh, 
And, you know, you walk away from it uh, once you're trained. You, you have a skill uh, and, and you have that CDL. And, and most folks stay with us, you know, for a long period of time. But even if they don't, when they do leave, they have a, they have a, a work uh, skill that, that they can keep for forever after that. All right. So here's what I posted recently online. Bus drivers need a Murray County pupil, pupil transportation is hiring for the 2021 school year. We have full and part-time positions available. And you can call the transportation department with questions at 388-2432. Is that correct? That is, that's correct. 388-2432. I know this is radio, so I'm going to say it one more time. The number is 388-2432. To apply for a job for uh, being a bus driver, you can visit murrayk12.org, our website, M-A-U-R-K-M-A-U-R-Y-K-12.org. This is like one of those opportunities. If you are um, retired, stay-at-home person, and you need some extra income, and you definitely are interested in the benefits, this is a great opportunity. I can't urge our, our listeners enough to share information to that we need. The bus drivers are needed. Um, we are full force ahead. Um, school is enrolled. Kids are going in. Everything seems to be going really well. We do have a few incidents that we have to take care of with COVID-19, but that was to be expected. We need bus drivers. We do. Um, we do. And, and Jack, I would say one group that's out there that may may have heard that and didn't really think that it applies to them are, are small business owners. We have several folks that own their own business, um, whether it's, it's a landscaping company. We have one insurance agent that owns his own Yeah, business. I actually know that person. And, and he works for us for the insurance because our insurance is better than what he can get as an insurance agent. So <laughs> a lot of it, isn't that, that's great, isn't it? But, that um, is great. But folks that are out there that are small business owners who, who have flexibility and control their own day, um, this is a great job for them because, you know, like I said, it's two hours and, and it's early in the morning. You're off by the time most folks are actually getting going and, and starting their day. And then it's a two hour window in the afternoon. So that's a group that I hope is out there and really hears this and, and maybe thinks, well, I haven't, I've never thought about that, but that could be something good for me. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a break here shortly. Um, after the break, I want to have a couple more questions for you. And then, Lori, we're going to get you in on the conversation here. Are you still with us, Lori? I'm still here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Excellent. Again, bus drivers are needed. I'm going to repeat it because this is radio. It's 388-2432. And you can visit our website, murrayk12.org, to apply for a position. It comes with full benefits, competitive pay, and all the perks of being a Murray County employee. Don't hesitate, call today. All right, with that, we're gonna go ahead and take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes with the big yellow school bus. I'm Jack Cobb, your bus driver. We'll talk to you in a minute. Don't go away. Big yellow school bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools Talk Radio on 103.7 FM WKRM. Wanted to let you know that our broadcast airs every weekend, Saturdays at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. So you have three opportunities to catch the show. We are here with Eric Perriman, who is the uh, Assistant Director of Operations, and Laurie Stanton, the Coordinator of School Health. Eric, before I switch gears with Laurie, I had another question for you. Um, I've seen on the news that um, the TEMA was providing some supplies for schools and teachers for helping with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they've actually been when involved with us since back in the spring when this first came around. Uh, and they've done really three different waves of, um, of supplies. One is uh, for cafeteria staff over the summer when we were uh, feeding remotely. They provided a lot of the trays uh, that we were able to send lunches home to students in. Uh, that just helped us to offset the cost 
of what um, what it was really doing. And I don't know that a lot of folks understand um, that when we went remote and we still were feeding lunch, we we, we lost a lot of money uh, on the lunch program. And that has really um, changed how we have to do some stuff here on the front end of this year. So they provided trays, they provided different things to help support that meal program going out to all um, all folks under 18. The second thing that they did, uh, they've really been the leader in masks. Um, they provided us masks in different ways. Uh, we have reusable masks. We have some cloth masks uh, that, that staff can do. Two, two different shipments of those, two different types. And then we have a lot of uh, um, basically disposable masks uh, in two sizes. We have them for adults and we have them for small children as well. And they have provided those, um, and that's what, if a student needs a mask, if a, uh, a teacher needs a mask, if they don't have their own, we have those available. Uh, and they've really, really helped with that. The third wave of things that they did, and they kind of did this a little bit late in the year, and you know, the state, uh, for all the good that they do, sometimes they're not the best communicators. We had uh, really spent a lot of money on, uh, on different types of cleaning agents and on products and on hand sanitizers and things that our staff would need, um, that our students would need. And then as we started school, the state said, oh, by the way, we're sending teacher kits to every, every teacher that have those types of things in them. They have gloves, they have masks, they have hand sanitizer, they have different types of items that they need to, to keep everyone safe. And so they did that a little bit differently. And so the district asking for it, each school applied for what they needed. And they have shipped those out to the schools and then the cool thing about that third shipment is they can, uh, the schools can reapply. As they see those types of materials running low, they can go back and the state will, will send that. And I, I think what the state chose to do was they've chosen to send those supplies rather than just saying, here's, here's another big pot of money and you spend it the way you want to. They actually are saying this is an equitable way to do this across the state. And it's, it's been very helpful. Um, you know, sometimes those things are, uh, Plentiful, sometimes they're not, but this has given a lot of, uh, most teachers I think have taken a lot of, uh, uh, of good feeling from that, uh, safety, security, it feels like, okay, we're being provided something. And you know, one thing as a teacher and as anyone who works for the school system do, you do a lot of stuff out of pocket and our teachers, they, they provide a lot of things to our students and for our classrooms just from from their pocket. And so this is just one less thing they've had to, to worry about or do in, during this time. That is awesome. You know, one of the things you touched on a, a second ago, and I want to um, bring that up, and that is the fact that Murray County Public Schools is now feeding all, not just students, all children 18 and under breakfast and lunch. And that is a great opportunity for anyone that is struggling or needs help with food be able to get free breakfast and lunch from Murray County Public Schools. You do not have to be in the school. You can be remote learning or not even part of our school technically, and you are eligible for free breakfast and lunch. Is that correct? It is. That came about this week. Uh, that came about just this week. Um, we, we were able to apply for a waiver uh, with the federal government, uh, and then that helps to offset this time. So uh, we've had kids at school. We've had kids be paying for lunch at school, and we are working now to credit their accounts for that, uh, depending on how far they let us backdate this. And some of those things are still a little unclear, but we know from this point on this week, if you are uh, if you're a child under 18 in Murray County Schools, um, you know you can come to, or and like I said, in the county, whether you're you're part of a, a different school or you're um, you have a homeschool or something like that you can come and, uh, and, and get a meal, both the breakfast and a lunch from us. Yeah, I wanted to say student, but it's not just not students, it's any child under the age of 18 in Murray County. Right. Um, that is great news. And you also touched a little bit on mask availability. Well, masks are not mandatory, they're highly encouraged at Murray County Public Schools. And the fact that we have been able to receive a, a good quantity of masks is a, is a godsend because they do help in situations when you can't social distance. They do, and, and you know, most of our kids came to us um, with their own mask. Uh, they have they have all kinds of masks that are cool and, and kind of represent their personality. Yeah, I kind of like my Scooby-Doo one. 
Yeah, but we do have some folks who, who just need a mask, and, and they need a plain mask. They're not worried about what it looks like, and we have those available. Uh, if you're visiting and you don't have one, we, you know, we have them available. Uh, right now, just remember, we're not allowing visitors into the building. Right. Past, past the office, and if, you, if you're showing up and you don't have a kid in the building, you're probably not getting in at all. So, um, But we have them available for our students, and, you know, especially with little kids, they can go through several uh, over the course of a, a day or a week, and, and we try to make sure that if they want them, if they need them, that, that they are there and they can have them. Excellent. I'm glad we were able to touch base on that. It's important that we were able to get supplies to help during this time of COVID where teachers have the ability to be able to clean and provide um, precautionary um, PPE, um, stuff like that. So thank you so much, um, Eric, for um, telling us about the school buses. Again, we are hiring for school bus drivers. Um, let me give you that number again that we told you before the break. It's 388-2432. That's the transportation department, 388-2432. You can apply online at murrayk12.org if you're interested in a job being a school bus driver. All right, Laurie, thanks for being so patient. We're going to switch gears here. We're going to talk a little bit, and please stay with us, Eric. We're going to talk a little bit about coordinate, coordinator of school health position and what is it you do? It sounds like such a, a, a heavy position, coordinator of school health. So <laughs> what is coordinated school health, Ms. Laurie? Well, good afternoon, Jack. Can you all hear me okay? I can hear you. Okay, awesome. Um, thank you for having me on the bus this afternoon. I'm happy to be here. Um, I am Lori Stanton. I'm the coordinator of school health here for Murray County Schools. Um, this is my seventh school year in this position. Um, I'm actually a product of, of Murray County Schools as well. This is my home, so uh, very happy to be here. Um, in coordinated school health, um, we work to really um, connect the health of children with their education. And that includes their physical health, their emotional health, and their social health. Um, you know, it's really hard to teach an unhealthy child. Students, just like adults, have all kinds of different backgrounds and situations that they come to us to school every day with. And that could be family hardships, financial hardships, especially right now with COVID-19. A lot of families are facing different stressors. Um, different financial problems, and children carry those with them to school. And, you know, they get to school, and we expect them to sit there and learn all day. Um, so we in Coordinated School Health look for different approaches to kind of connect some of the different areas of a child's health to address those really non-academic needs, because if they're not met, it's, it's really hard to meet those academic needs. Um, the Coordinated School Health approach consists of many different components, um, and then all together, they work to improve the lives of students and their families. Um, some of the areas we cover um, include the healthy school environment. So that's literally physical, emotional, and social climate of the school. Um, we want a supportive environment that's healthy, um, that's safe, that's gonna foster learning for children. Another area is comprehensive health education. Um, that includes classroom instruction that also addresses physical, mental, emotional, and social dimensions of health, um, helping to develop health knowledge, attitudes, and skills. Um, our PE classes have a wonderful program that's consistent across our district that really focuses on all areas of health. So we address a lot of that through our PE classes, as well as our lifetime wellness and health classes. Um, also physical education and physical activity. Um, we really try to put into place sequential instruction that's going to promote lifelong physical activity. Um, so we're working on developing basic movement skills, sports skills and physical fitness because we want to enhance those other abilities that are related to a physically fit life. Uh, nutrition is another area we focus on, how to integrate nutritious, affordable, appealing meals, nutrition education, cooking classes. And we're trying to promote an environment that, that fosters healthy eating, that makes healthy eating the easier choice versus you know, what's available. 
And we Versus wanted to going to fast food. Yes, we want we want healthy foods available, and we want kids to know where those foods come from, um, how to use those in the kitchen, and and why that's important. Um, school health services. We work with our nursing services. Um, we provide preventative services such as all the health screenings in the schools. Um, we have some companies that come in to provide physicals, sports physicals. We do referrals. Our nurses manage um, acute and chronic health problems. And we really want to identify and prevent any health problems that a child might have so that it doesn't interfere with their learning. Also school counseling and psychological services fall under coordinated school health in, in the total definition. Um, so looking at cognitive, emotional, behavioral, and social needs. And again, trying to address those so that the child can be at their best in order to learn. Wow, there is a lot involved in coordinated school health. Well, we're very fortunate in Murray County because we have lots of other people that work on these um, broader goals. Um, we're fortunate to have Miss. Yvette is our mental health director. Yeah, Miss Carter got, was recently on the big yeah, yellow school bus. Yeah, um, and so we're very fortunate. We have a great nursing staff. Um, some of our smaller counties in the region, literally all of that might fall under one person. Um, so with our larger district, we're, we're blessed with some good resources, I think, for the health of children in Murray County. Um, we also focus on health promotion for staff because our staff, Thanks. I need I need that really bad. <laughs> our staff are role models for our students. You know, our students see the staff on a daily basis. Um, I used to say, you know, that we spend more waking hours <laughs> with some of these kids than their own parents. It used to stress me when my kids were little because I felt like, man, their teachers are with them more than me as far as awake hours. Um, so helping our staff develop good healthy habits so that that's the normal thing kids see them and, and can role model that behavior well, having staff be a part of that is very important if i may quote mr rogers the most important people in a child's life are that child's parents and teachers that means parents and teachers are the most important people in the world I would totally agree. Of course, I had a parent that was a teacher. So, you know, I, I of course, I would 100% agree with, with that statement. Um, and Eric, you've been a teacher, right? He was muted. We're on Zoom, folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has. Yes, I, I am currently a, a licensed teacher. But, yes, I did start out with the school district as a teacher. So you can agree with that um, quote by Mr. Rogers. Yes. Yeah. I've I, I seen that today in all places on social media, and I, and I loved it so much. I went ahead and shared it with our, our, our district web, um, Facebook so others could enjoy the quote. Um, uh, big Mr. Rogers fan and everything he did in his life. All right, Lori, let's, you've told us about all these great things you do. I mean, it's physical, it's emotional, it's nutrition, it's services like nurses, counseling. The list just goes on and on. Let me ask you, has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted your work? Oh, yeah, it sure, sure has. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that we do in school health are the school health screenings. And we do that on all pre-K students, kindergarten, and then all the even number grades. Um, during those screenings, and those are performed by the school, it's not an outside entity that's doing that. So it's your regular school folks um, that are doing that for anyone that might be concerned. Um, but we look at vision health and hearing health. Um, and blood pressure. And because of the current COVID-19 situation, we are actually not performing those screenings this fall. And you might think, oh, it's no big deal. Um, but sometimes a child does not get their hearing or vision tested at a well child physical that they might have at their doctor's office. Um, color vision is another thing that we test in kindergarten which is very important. It's, I can tell you some great stories of kids, well, of teachers that after we performed the screening, they found out a child was actually colorblind. The light bulb that goes off when they realize why that kindergartner maybe didn't know their colors or you know, maybe 
he they told the student walk to the yellow line and Johnny just kept walking past that yellow line because he couldn't see it. Yeah, he didn't um, see it. Right. So we we try to identify those problems very young. Um, you know, because it makes such a difference in a child's education, and, and that may or may not be checked by your physician. Um, so this year, you know, we are not currently doing screenings. We are holding off until spring to kind of reassess and, and see how things are going. Sounds uh, like those are important, and maybe we will be able to do them before the end of the school year. We hopefully. hope to. Right. Um, and I would like to get the word out, though, if you have any concern about your child's hearing or vision or just really – um, are curious, please let your school nurse know. Um, you can also contact me directly um, and we can make that happen. We will do that individually um, because sometimes a, a teacher or a parent will notice something's off, um, but you know, the child's fine. And you know, if you're a parent of a middle schooler and you wonder if your child can hear, <laughs> they probably can hear, but I'm also happy to do that test for you. I've raised children. I know how the middle school hearing goes. Um, so we're happy to help you in that way as well. It's called selective hearing in some cases. That's what it is. And, and so I can help <laughs> you rule out that selective hearing diagnosis. Um, and, and we're happy to do that. Well, that that is great to know. So like if a parent is concerned and wants to have something checked out, they can maybe call the school and talk to administration and inquire about possibly getting a hearing test done? Yes, they would want to probably speak to the school nurse would be the easiest. They okay. can also call our central office and just ask for coordinated school health. Okay, perfect. So if, it, if, if anybody listening has any concerns or needs about um, vision or hearing, um, you can get those checked out, even though we're not doing health screening at the current time by contacting central office or your school and um, asking to speak to a nurse or with um, coordinator of school help. Yes, that is correct. Excellent. All right. So area though that I, I tell you, we've really struggled with our, our, our classes, our education classes. Um, we do a lot of hands-on with the kids. We grow fruits and vegetables, actually cook those in the kitchen, incorporate the nutrition education and, Due to COVID, we have pretty well shut off those classes for right now as well. Oh, man. Um, do you feel COVID is increasing? But let's wait in here just a minute on that question. Now, you said some of the things that impacted your work with COVID, and it impacts the students and things like not being able to have the health, school health screenings, et cetera. Um, do you feel COVID is increasing people's stress loads? Oh, definitely. I, I'd say probably all of us, even right now on, on this show, <laughs> um, I do. And, and I think it's also increased a lot of students' um, stress. You know, kids oftentimes don't understand what's going on. Um, you know, they're kind of limited in their life experience. They don't understand why are these people wearing masks and and why are these things taking place? And that increases the stress on a child. And unfortunately, children are less likely to talk about those things um, with parents um, because they're just not comfortable with these situations. And we are definitely seeing that more kids are stressed. I think throughout the region, not necessarily right here, but throughout the region, we've seen increased in, in all of the hotline related calls as far as depression, even suicidal thoughts, um, because COVID has isolated a lot of folks and the unsurety of everything makes folks nervous and especially kids. Oh, I believe that's definitely a true statement. Well, we're gonna go ahead and slide into our second break here and we will come back with Laurie Stanton, Coordinator of School Health and Assistant Director of Operations, Mr. Eric Perriman after the break. Talk to you then. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. We're here with Laurie Stanton, Coordinator of School Health and Assistant Director of Operations, Mr. Eric Perriman. 
We covered earlier in the show uh, a lot about buses and the need for bus drivers. Let me tell you one more time, because it's so important. We are in need of bus drivers. If you want to ask questions, call the Transportation Department at 931-388-2432, or go ahead and go online and apply for a bus driver position at murrayk12.org. All right, there's my plug for the buses, the third and fourth time, third or fourth time. We really need bus drivers, folks. Hey, Laurie, let's get back to what we were talking about before the break. Um, about how COVID-19 is increasing people's stress load. And you, and you told us a little bit about that. Let's, what do you, I mean, what signs may a person show around you that is serious, experiencing serious stress? Sure, because, you know, like I mentioned, children may not even recognize that they're stressed. So it's important for us to kind of be able to um, see some signs or symptoms that may indicate that a child is stressed about something. That's important for a parent um, as well as a teacher, because as a, as a teacher, you kind of know if that child's got a lot going on, it can be hard to, to teach that child. Um, you know, one of the biggest signs, of course, is just changes in eating or, or sleeping. Of course, now when you've got teenagers, uh, college students, and sometimes the, the sleeping can be a little difficult because they go on, you know, sprees. My daughter might sleep till noon and I'm thinking, are you okay? No, she's fine. She's just, you know, 17 years old. Um, but changes in eating or sleeping are two of the biggest signs uh, that someone is experiencing stress. Um, if a child's acting very clingy or withdrawn, um, kind of, you know, out of their normal behavior, acting very anxious, um, if a child's having trouble paying attention or concentrating, you know, it, it might not be just a, a attention problem, it might just simply be stress, and, and that's how it's manifesting in the classroom. Um, headaches or body aches with no explanation, of course that one, you know, well that's also a sign of COVID, so you know, I had to deal with that with my own kids, okay, is it stress, is it COVID, why are you experiencing those? Um, which is one thing that makes COVID so tricky. I mean, a lot of those symptoms are the same. That um, is true. It, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. Um, you know, if, if you've got a child that's suddenly withdrawing from things that they used to enjoy, whether that's friends, activities, hobbies, and that can be a sign that that, that person is under stress. Um, and, you know, when we get into the older age groups, um, you know, some of your teenagers might engage in some risky behaviors as, as a way to cope with that stress because they're not real sure how to cope with stress. And that's not usually a, a topic that we spend a lot of time with at home. Um, you know, try to, you try to tell people, oh, suck it up, put a smile on your face. But that's not always the good answer. Um, you know, how do you actually deal with, with those hard feelings? So, um, helping our kids understand that they're experiencing the stress and then helping them deal with it. Well, just listening to you helps me uh, a little bit because I wasn't aware of some of those things. That's going to help me if I see it. Um, so, for instance, I do, I'm, I'm at a school and I'm with, uh, uh, doing some uh, photographs and stuff with the uh, children in the classroom. What if I see some of these serious signs of stress? What would I do? You might speak with the teacher or the guidance counselor at that school. Um, you know, the teacher is going to be with that child every single day. I, I always say, man, teachers recognize things more than we have any idea. Of course, I grew up with a teacher in the house and heard lots of um, really life-changing stories of, of how a teacher can identify when a child is off. Because, again, that teacher is with that child for more waking hours per day um, th than the parent is. So, you know, talk with the teacher if, if you feel like something's wrong. And, and, you know, especially in that situation, taking photographs or something, that could be a signal that, that something else is going on. And that situation, for some reason or another, is making that child uncomfortable. Um, and that might help, you know, really help that child to help the teacher to help the family figure out what's going on with that child so that those issues can be addressed and that child can be ready to learn every day. Yeah. So in a nutshell, basically if I see something and I'm at the school and I'm in a classroom, I could identify with the teacher or say if I'm not in the classroom, I would probably try to do my best to identify the student and then let somebody in administration know. Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Um, 
you know, we're in schools every day. Well, not currently. Normally, um, we in school health are in schools every day, and, and we see a lot of things. And um, I just go talk directly to that teacher if I can. If, if I feel like they might not be, you know, maybe haven't noticed anything, I will go on to administration. Um, but, yeah, with, with any child that you see, something might be off. All right. Excellent, excellent information. So continuing on this a little bit, what are some areas that we could all focus on to decrease our stress load and maybe make things a little easier in this time? Sure. Um, one of the most important things is to be informed of what is going on. Um, and really that can go both ways because I say that because it's important to have the information and to know what's going on. But I know with myself over the past seven months, there's days I just turn the news off because I don't even want to know what's going on because it's almost more stressful. Um, but being in the know of what is going on is important. But some of the most important things you can do to take care of yourself, getting enough sleep. Um, as Americans and, and children are really bad, we do not get enough sleep pre-COVID days. So okay, so how we do you were, suggest how do you suggest we get better sleep? Because I go to I lay down to bed at nine o'clock at night, but I may toss and turn for two or three hours and get up and toss and turn for two or three hours again. So I didn't get a very good night's sleep. So right. what do you suggest to help us get adequate sleep? Well, one of the most important things, and I'll tell you something that's even hard for me to deal with, is keeping a regular sleep schedule. Um, I tend to be a night owl. So, man, on the weekends, it's really hard for me to get to bed at a decent hour. But I really try to keep my same schedule on the weekend as during the week because your body gets more accustomed to that. It becomes more of a schedule. Um, making sure that you're avoiding caffeine um, later oh, at no, night. Oh, no, we can't avoid caffeine. Well, you know, actually, I can probably drink caffeine up till the time I go to bed, and I can still sleep. But most <laughs> people cannot do that. Um you know, avoid naps. And I found as I got older, that's sometimes a little hard, but avoiding a nap during the day can help you sleep better at night as well. And having a nice, calm, soothing environment. I'm not sure I'm liking this segment. No naps, no coffee. <laughs> wow. No, I, I totally understand. I get it because um, all these things could upset your regular sleep cycle. Yes, yes, that's correct. And if you can keep that as routine, as, as possible that's going to help you have a good night's rest every every day and let me tell you the older you get the more important that is too i've learned <laughs> you hear that listeners we've got to be paying attention to make sure we get adequate sleep that means when eric is told he has to be up to drive that bus at 5 a.m you better plan for a good night's rest the night before that's 4 15 4 15 you need to I'm be still... in bed at like you know, 4 p.m.? Yeah, I'm going to be I'd be going to bed at like 7 o'clock if I had to be up that early, Eric. Yeah, well, it's just not, not all bus drivers. We, we talked a lot about the great things they get to do. Not all bus drivers have to be up that early, but um, sometimes you, you got to get up and get going. Well, I hope that um, our listeners have enjoyed today's show talking about um, the need and the importance of the bus drivers, learning about how many buses we have on a daily basis, 130 buses. We have jobs available and for bus drivers. We've learned a lot about what coordinated school health does for Murray County Public Schools. Um, what they actually do, they cover a large array of fields like physical, emotional, nutrition, nursing, counseling, psychology, you just name it, they're right there helping out. These are integral and important parts of our, our school district that some people maybe not had a full knowledge of and hopefully have a better understanding of what these things are. Um, the school bus, that, oh, Lori's got her cat with her today. Since I'm we're just on trying the, to keep him quiet. <laughs> it's a cute little kitten too. Um, I want to thank you for joining the Big Yellow School Bus. I'm not sure how much time we have left, but I'm going to go ahead and cover um, once again, the importance of the buses and the number again. I know I've told you once, twice, three times, but if you have questions about being a bus driver for Murray County Public Schools, please call the Transportation Department at 388-2432. To apply for a job, visit murrayk12.org. Another thing I wanted to also let people know is we are in need of substitute school teachers. Um, 
you can uh, visit Mary K-12 under the HR section, HR and Careers, and there is a menu item for substitute teachers. You can learn about the qualifications and the pay and uh, everything that entails for becoming a substitute teacher for Murray County Public Schools. Um, Eric, do you have anything to add on that one? I, I know that's an important thing with um, people getting people in the building to drive buses, um, teach the children when we have needs for substitutes. Yeah, Jack, you know, going back to my time as, a, as an assistant principal and as a principal, that substitutes are um, so vital to the daily operation of our school buildings because we have about 1,200 teachers across our district and, you know, life happens on a daily basis, whether you're in a pandemic or not. There's just times when we have to be off because we're sick or your kids are sick or your parents are sick or, you know, there's just things sometimes that, that require you to be away from work. And what we need is a good staff of, of people who are dedicated to our kids who can step in and take care of them and to help to, to teach them and to guide them. And you know, one thing folks don't know is just when, when a teacher's not in the room, the number one factor in a child's success is the teacher. Uh, and when that teacher's not there, um, no matter how bright a student you are, no matter how, uh, how strong you are academically, you're just not getting that day what you need. So it's very important we have those folks in our buildings every day. All right, like I said, on a substitute teacher, if you're interested in applying, um, all the parameters, all the pay and everything is listed on our website, maryk12.org, under the HR and Careers section. It's a, its own menu item for substitute teachers. Um, as Eric was just saying, and I want to repeat it earlier from Mr. Rogers, I'm repeating a lot of stuff today, but I want to make sure you all uh, get the importance of this. The most important people in a child's life are that child's parents and teachers. That means parents and teachers are the most important people in the world. A quote from Mr. Rogers. That's it for the school bus today. Thank you, Lori and Eric, for joining on the school bus um, on WKRM 103.7 FM. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to help the listeners understand about coordinated school health, about the importance of our school buses, and the need of drivers and teachers. Join us again next week for another edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. This is Jack Cobb, your school bus driver. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m.